1: What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast coming at you live from Fatty Beer Company in Orchard Park, New York. Jim, I wish you were sitting right here next to me. You know, our schedules couldn't quite align with with work slash kids, but we're making it happen. This is where we're going to be midweek, every week, with Go Long subscribers, week two on. So be on the lookout for all the details at goalongtv.com and when when exactly we'll be here, because we want to meet everybody, we want to hang out, and yeah, it's a, it's a pretty sweet deal, right? We got a, got a nice little fireplace behind us, drinking a little uh, Montucky, a little Montucky lager,
2: they got beer from, from
1: all over the country.
2: Where's that beer from?
1: Doing a little is research that? on the fly here, so it is Sorry. from...
2: I mean, I like. I always like knowing where those those beers are from because it's always cool to see, like, I love trying them.
1: Oh, yeah. Montana. Bozeman, Montana. There you go. So there it is. But obviously, you have to start with the Pulp Daddy, Juicy, Hazy, New England IPA, which always goes down to school. You know, school I'm, a, you know
2: uh, I'm a hazy IPA type, especially to lead it off. That's my Ricky Henderson beer. Yeah. I'm all about that hazy to get the day started so I like it
1: that's right you, you want to get a good leadoff hitter going I think it's situations. important to get the
2: lead off yep to get it going you don't want to start with a you know I like to finish with my champagne a beer with the life, but I like to start with a hazy
1: just hung out with Nick Fatty he was in the house the, the king of beer himself here in western New York so he wanted wanted to let everybody out there know thanks for coming along for the ride it's going to be a fun year I think it's going to be good. Hell yeah. It's going to be a great time. Also, fatty beer, there's several locations throughout New York State for $30 during Bill's games. You can get all you can drink at any fatty location in New York State. So, that's a pretty good deal if I've ever heard one.
2: (laughs) That's about, that's like, that's a first quarter when I used to, when I used to go out when I, by myself, that's first quarter right there. 30 bucks.
1: I know. That's, uh, I had to like, Lift up the piece of paper and bring it over and read it again that's, to make sure I'm seeing the right thing here. That's strong. Well, it's, uh, it's a hell of a deal. Just great people over here. So we are thrilled to have a new host for the podcast. And uh, yeah, midweek, we're going to take a look at the games ahead and really try to drill down on some sort of theme, Jim. And, and we uh, we did our pre-podcast planning for a good, you know four and a half minutes there, but I think we're in agreement on what we got to talk about <laughs> into this one. It's coaching. It's coaching. Seattle, Denver came down to coaching and we've got to come clean, Jim. We've been blowing an awful lot of smoke up one butt of Nathaniel Hackett on this show. And I, I still will. I still like him. I I, I I do love the combination of him and Russell Wilson over the long haul. I think Denver still makes the playoffs. I think Denver is good, so, but what in the hell was that?
2: So we, I don't know were we blowing smoke or were we just talking about what we know about Hackett as a like Nathaniel. I can't really speak for him as a head coach. I, I never did. I did speak about him as a person, his energy, his positive energy. We spoke to him about EJ, you know, with EJ Manuel, And I had That's my great question. Yeah. And, Because he is very, you know, he's so prepared. This is what's surprising about last night is Hackett is detailed, intelligent. You know, he really is. That was a a collapse. And we've talked about it on this show where coaches don't win games. They don't. But they can lose games for you. And this weekend was a great example of how head coaches weren't making the right decisions to win games for their teams. That is hard to take. If you're Atlanta... If you're Houston, if you're Denver, you can't fall apart. That's up to the coach to keep that thing together. When you have a double-digit lead or it's situational football or you're inside the 10 three times like Denver was and get no points, hey, we're all for going for it, right, And, and we're against. But, you know, you do have to weigh some things sometimes, and you're playing Geno Smith. You're playing Seattle's offense. You're not threatened by them. You know they're not putting up points. They scored 17 points. 17. You don't have to go for it every time you're in. Uh, you know, you, field goals matter in a game like that if you're struggling a little bit on offense. Seattle's not going to, they're not going to score 30. So you have to weigh things sometimes as a decision maker. And, you know, I'm talking about Atlanta too. And I just, these teams in Houston go playing for the tie. And I don't know. I don't know. I just, a lot of questionable for me. And I don't like to, look, it's easy to, it's easy to be hard on GMs after drafts, and or now you can be hard on GMs. If we're, oh, hard, I love look.
1: slamming your ass back in the day. Well, yeah, you know? look,
2: we've done, and I can, you know, and I admit personnel. We make a lot of mistakes too, but sometimes you have to remember coaches make mistakes as well. And I think about Hackett. I had, that, I, I never really talked about it, but Nathaniel and I spent time after Marone left at Buffalo's best, right on uh, southwestern, right down from the stadium in Orchard Park. And he basically was asking, he just wanted a shot at an interview. Like he, Jim, I'm ready, you know, and I wasn't on the interview committee at the time, but he wanted me to speak to Whaley and Russ Brandon and to see if I could get him on the list. And they had their list ready and it was too soon. You know, it was post Marone. <laughs> that was good. I didn't think about that. Post Malone, post Marone, um, <laughs> post Marone era, but, um,
1: ah, Tomato, tomato.
2: Yeah. Tomato. But we weren't getting, he wasn't getting an interview. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I wonder what he would be like as a head coach. I mean, he he's, he's so into it. You know, his dad obviously was a head coach. And usually those guys are, man, that last night goes to show you, you can be a great play caller or whatever. You can coach Blake Bortles and get famous for it. And you better win that game last night. That's on you. I'm sorry. I just, that's a tough one for me to take. These players play too hard and work too hard. To have my – biggest, my biggest issue with that last night, the Denver game, is when those guys were coming off the field, he literally had a smile and was shaking their hands, not just Russell. Like, almost like, hey, great job. Hey, great job. Got us down the field. Almost like, hey, we're going to kick this thing. You know, like, we did it. And you, a 64-yard field, you ran one play with a minute – you had a minute 11 seconds. You ran one play with three timeouts. Tyler, you tell me. Because I'm being a little hard now. I I bet on Seattle last night, so I'm pretty happy right now for Hackett. But how is that not fireable? And I know mean, he's not getting fired, and he shouldn't get fired. I, I'm not saying he should be fired for that, but would you say that is a fireable offense? If you're the owner of the Denver, and, and if and okay, George Patton, the GM, you went out and spent all this money on Russell, and then you and as a GM, you hired Hackett. How do you talk to the owner today? Because Hackett destroyed the game, and the quarterback, to be honest, he looked old. Did he look like a playmaker to you last night? I don't want to talk
1: because you're on a roll, Jim. I just want to shut up and let you go.
2: Sorry, I'm, like, beautiful. asking you questions, and I'm answering them because I'm so, like – I'm just – I guess I watch games. like I get angry for – yeah, People that I think deserve chances as coaches that don't even get interviews, and and guys well, that what, get you know. I just that's my thing. It's like, how does he get this job? That's what your coach. That's what you're hired to do.
1: The Denver Broncos dominated the game. They're clearly 16, superior. Dominic. Dominic. I get it. It's it's the the easy narrative, the easy talking point today. We're, we're talking here on a Tuesday is Geno Smith year nine. What a win! You know. It, with everything he's been through and in Seattle flying around, Jamal Adams goes down. They have these goal line stands. I don't
2: want to talk about any of that. I think
1: Seattle is
2: Seattle. They're
1: not going to be I good this
2: year. I think I picked them to be, I think I picked them to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. That might be why I'm like, and I bet on, like I said, I bet on because of the number I got it at seven. I didn't even need it, but I took the seven points, which is a major number when you're gambling, right? That's that magic number. If you can get it, but that's not a good football
1: team. Denver outgained Seattle four hundred and thirty three to two hundred and fifty three. Okay, they each had eight drives. Uh, I mean, third down Denver was eight of fifteen. Um, they they threw the ball well three hundred thirty through the air. They were pretty efficient twenty nine <laughs> of forty two. Uh, they were they only, you know, Russell Wilson was only sacked twice. They had over a hundred yards rushing. Denver did have a ton of penalties, right? I mean, they had 12 penalties. That will kill you. But from a pure production, like using your own eyes watching this game, Denver was the better team. Russell Wilson, no Portland Sutton, like, like we talked about on here, I think that could be something special. Jerry Judy mm-hmm. had a big play. Javante Williams is a stud. Got no business losing this game. That's, we that's why heard- I'm
2: so angry right now because I'm putting myself – like I always, sometimes I take myself into the – like if I'm working there and having to talk to Terry Pagula like I used to have to or all the time and answer to the owner. Well, what was that like? I think
1: our listeners would love to know what that meeting is like after a game, talking to Terry it, on One like
2: that? Like I can tell you what we – I can tell you what we were – like when we played in London against Jacksonville and EJ was in and had that disastrous first half. And we had told Terry Pagola, we felt comfortable with EJ as our number two. Like we felt like he was very good at, as a number two. And that first half, uh, we were sitting kind of in the, like, you know, you're in the owner's suite up while well, we're in London. But Terry and Kim are back in, you know, we're Willie and I are sitting out in the seats and they're sitting back behind the glass. And at halftime, Willie looked at me and was like, well, let's go to the principal's office. Let's, <laughs> we just have to go take our wounds right now. And there's really nothing. you know, it's like, he was, he was pretty pissed. You know, now EJ, to his credit, bounced back. back in that second half. And I still think we should have won that game. But Post Marone got us over there. Post Marone got us over in London. <laughs> but um, t- to your question, it's not fun. because Marone,
1: I heard some not so good things about him over the weekend, by the way, talking to somebody who coached for him, just I don't know. Just toss this out there quick.
2: I'd like to hear that more because I do think he's a good football coach, but I, I wonder if he's a better offensive line coach than a head coach. I don't know that. I'm just,
1: <clears throat> this is from his Jacksonville days. And this is why it's kind of relevant to this conversation, right? Because Nathaniel Hackett, I think, remember we had Connor Oron. We talked about Hackett with with Connor and, and Connor's actually going to come on a podcast next week. We're hoping, good. Um but here, here's a here's a coach in Hackett who schematically is very innovative, who's going to grind. He's going to be pouring in the hours you want. He's he's going to be, but not only that, he's going to be thinking next level. S- yeah, stay a step ahead. And that's why I'm so. That's
0: you why you pair I'm
1: so you pair him with Russell Wilson. Like that's that's a perfect combination I, I, between what Russell Wilson's gifts are as a quarterback to to be mobile to create his own passing windows. to to operate at the line of scrimmage with Nathaniel Hackett being very player friendly, player driven, you know, putting the ball in your hands with the right amount of innovation. It it seems perfect, but there's also this element of game management that he has never had to handle before. Right. It's just, it's totally, that's why some of the best head coaches ever, they're not calling plays on either side. They're they're Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl against Seattle, like just staring at, Pete Carroll and Seattle's coaches, Daryl Bevel across the line of scrimmage, daring you to do something after Marshawn Lynch runs to the one yard line. Remember like that Melichick was playing that mind game in the moment because he's not thinking about anything else. He's not thinking about devising plays. He's not thinking about calling plays. He's thinking about game management, how I will own you with everything on the line and Seattle panicked and they figured, all right, we'll throw now and then we'll have one more play. And they threw and it was intercepted. Okay. So, there's that element of things game management that Nathaniel Hackett just you don't have unless unless you get unless you get it with experience and just to bring it back to Marone I mean here's here's a coach that I don't know how he is as a game manager I think that he like to your point he probably is a good football coach in a lot of respects but he doesn't have that offensive innovation I mean I was told in Jacksonville how he's doing the old the old Zimmer thing right like hey, we got to win with defense. Sticking his nose into the offensive room, run the ball, win with defense. What we're doing isn't working. So you, so and, you would and play and from post-maroon. Yeah, I mean, it's... No, don't he, here's don't let me in with that. No, I'm not.
2: It was an edict from above. You know what's you know funny, though? But what's funny is, I am not. I don't want to joke around about that too much, because what coach doesn't want to have great defense and be able to run the ball? Like There's certain... there's My thing with... What I noticed was I don't I never thought Marone connected with the players like right. you need to, and that might be why to your point like Zimmer same way probably and Hackett had like Marone would not have blown that game situationally Marone was outstanding I thought and he had a Danny Crossman was our special teams coach in Buffalo one of Marone's uh, closest friends that guy is. You need a guy like that on your side. Special teams coaches, coordinators are so good with situational football. And you need to lean on them. If you're calling the plays and you're too caught up in things, you need to talk to You need to say, hey, what, are we, what do we need to get to? When should I use my timeout? Use them. That's why you have a staff.
1: Did you just inadvertently wrap up the 2021 Buffalo Bills at Arrowhead Stadium when a, a squib might have come in handy? And Man. the plan was to squib. And that's what everybody on the kickoff coverage unit thought was coming. You know, your
2: special teams coaches, they're good. They're very, they are so good with rules and time management that yes, I am. You lean That's on.
1: why some of the best coaches were special teams coordinators, right? John
2: Harbaugh. They, and we talked about this before your head coach. Now, look, i, I worked, you know, under Sean Payton and Andy Reid. Now they did call plays, but. They grew into that I mean it you know they grew into the the whole CEO and Andy Reid always got criticized for time management early in his career so hack can take some you know you're going to learn some lessons Shoot, we, you learn lessons as a when you're running a draft or free agency and and you learn real quick, like hey don't trade up for a receiver if you don't have the quarterback like we, we learn lessons but you don't want to learn it when you you don't want to lose a game or bust on a pick or lose the game for that and that's kind of the result last night.
1: But I will take Nathaniel Hackett. Give me the offensive coach who needs to learn the game management over the game manager that is going to have to learn how to be innovative offensively.
2: Like Seattle still, their offense still made me want to puke last night. Like that's not getting anywhere. No. That was fun for one night at home. That's a fun home opener at night. That's not going to get it done. 17 points. Against a team who bait like, and you you said it best. You read the stats. They that was Denver's game to win. That was Denver's game to win.
1: It was. I mean, Seattle deserves their moment. Deserves this win. That place was great. Job. Raucous. and Geno Smith has been through a lot of. He's
2: been through I, a know, lot of shit. But I, I give him a lot of credit over the years. You know, he's like nine and zero against the spread. I think. In his last nine starts, I may have – in his. I got to check that. I got to check that. I may have read that wrong. But either way, he's a really, really good number two. Really good backup quarterback in the NFL. Kenny Vaccaro told me a funny story about Geno Smith. Um, we were we – were before the draft and when I was with the Saints, I took Vaccaro to dinner and who him about who was, a, who was the – what's a player you love playing against? And he said Geno Smith. He said because every time he walked up, whenever he was trying to disguise something, Gino would be calling the cadence and looking around. And then Gino would give him the middle finger right before he would snap it. He said Gino would look at him and give him the middle finger and then snap Are it. Are you but serious? Like, I got, he, said, he said Gino, he liked that. He thought Gino was tough. He's like, that guy's tough. Gino That's Gino right. is tough. If you, yeah.
1: Absolutely. He's always I remember having a conversation with him and I thought he'd be
2: a better I thought he had a chance to be a better like he's certainly he is what he is. He's a ideal number two. And that's okay to be an ideal backup. I think Tyrod Taylor is an ideal backup.
1: Even a decade into the league, he can move pretty well.
2: He can get done what you need to get done.
1: But what's the game plan in Seattle? Like are you trying to win this year? Are you trying to lose this year? You have, a, you're, you have you're, the oldest coach in the NFL. Like, what What are you that's, doing?
2: That's why I didn't understand it. That's why I picked them to be one of the worst teams because what are you doing? This has got to be his last year. He's not coming back. Pete Carroll? Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. I, I guess I forget some people don't want to do anything else. But
1: That's the thing, right? Like, maybe he's just looking at his life and he thinks, I don't want life without football yet. I like, I like doing this.
2: Or or maybe he's gonna to retire tomorrow. That was just he just wanted to beat Russell Wilson and now he yeah. now he can be <laughs> done. He's done maybe Belichick was gonna retire last year if they beat uh Tampa. <sighs> right. And now hey. they have to stay because they have to beat they have to <laughs> I this don't know how gonna, they keep coaching.
1: This is gonna sound very uh very hyperbolic, but just as we sit here talking about coaching and especially the first year head coaches, do you know who has an opportunity to be like the best of all worlds when it comes to game management, when it comes to offensive innovation, when it comes to players wanting to run through a wall for you and you relating to players. It's at the tip of my tongue and I'll let you say it before I even say it. I'm going to guess
2: who you're going to say. And you're talking about new coaches. Yes. Minnesota. Yes. No, you yes. weren't so going to say that, that. that. Okay. I Obviously, I'm, I'm high on Kevin O'Connell, but Brian love, Dable. Dable. Oh, good call. That's, they're very similar because I think Minnesota bought in – because your story kind of opened, it, opened eyes in Minnesota, and then the results were on the field. I think we saw the results of what a coach can bring – now, the players still get it done, but that team does have a build. Like, in Minnesota, it was yeah. like watching them on le- Like, you could see all their weapons. The Giants. That, let's, let's talk
1: O'Connell and Dayball. Let's, I love with, that. With I think those and are, are
2: great calls. Great opening weekends.
1: I mean, with, with the Vikings, look at Justin Jefferson's usage, right? If you want to start with the nitty-gritty and the X's nose, he is only the second player in the last seven years to have at least 90 yards from the slot and 90 yards from outside in the same game. That's, know, Green Bay was idiotic for not just sticking Jair Alexander on him. Like, why what? aren't you putting your $84 million corner on the best player on the opposition? Yeah. Like, just give why, yourself a purchase you chance. Like, don't overthink this stuff. But, um, they, I mean, he, Jefferson lined up out wide. He lined up in the slot. He lined up at tight end for a snap. He lined up in the backfield. They're using him like the McVay and the Rams use Cooper Cup. And Jefferson when physically is obviously more of a freak than Cooper he's Cup. About,
2: yeah. Physically he's
1: I'm not down talking cup, but I mean this guy's no, you're not. ladies is insane. Insane. I agree. So you've got all of that, and then guys just want to wake up in the morning and play football for Kevin O'Connell. Like he makes it an enjoyable experience. Well he's it. Yeah, it sounds stupid, but it matters if guys want to go to work and you're at practice, you know, having a an adult practice, right? This isn't high school. This isn't junks, junction boys. This isn't, you know, 18- and 19-year-old knuckleheads in college. Th- these are grown adults paid to play football. Treat them as such. And, and Mike Zimmer didn't get it. Kevin O'Connell gets it. And I think that you're seeing players – in Minnesota, playing freely. I mean, they look at, the, I mean, what about the physicality they played with? It kind of is ironic where, like, Zimmer, that's what he wanted. He wanted these kind of collisions. Yeah. He, he, and it, like, you don't have to be an asshole about it. Like, the hits that the Minnesota was laying from Harrison Smith to Eric Kendricks to Darius Smith, I mean, they were lighting people up all game. For Kevin O'Connell, like, it's very simplistic for us to think, oh, you need an old school coach who's swearing a bunch. To play like that, no, like you don't need
2: that. (laughs) Players, they just need to buy into what you're selling. They're gonna, they're, you're gonna get that effort from every team if they buy into you. Like like, I'll sell out if you're gonna make me the best player I can be and help me win, and and I'll sell out for you. Minnesota They bought in. The Giants definitely have bought in because the way that game started. Like, it looked like they weren't going to do it. I mean, it was it was shaky. And then, and then he he went over and Dable to his credit. Like, he ripped Daniel Jones on that horrible interception. Mm-hmm. Like, he went over there and called him out. And that goes a long way, too. Like, players like seeing the quarterback sometimes get questioned because, you know, sometimes coaches are, well, I don't want to, you know. No. You, it's, it's good to see the other players to see, hey, step your game up. Let's go.
1: We obviously do this show with uh, Isaiah McKenzie. And I, I always found it interesting as, you know, last season when we did the show with Isaiah and he's not getting used a bunch and he's just, he's basically a decoy. He's just jet sweeping around trying to draw right. a player, clear a player out. So yeah. somebody else has su- su- success yet. Every time Dayball's name would come up. Isaiah's eyes lit up. I mean, he loved playing for this offensive coordinator and he would talk about going to barbecues with them and just, this is somebody who loves his team, I loves love his it. players, relates to guys off the field, you know, and he's not even really playing much at that point. Like he's not really a factor and he goes out of his way to, to, to praise his coach. And his listeners know, Isaiah McKenzie will keep it real on a subject like that. I think the players appreciate authenticity. They appreciate honesty. If you're going to be upfront with them, they're, they'll respect you. That's fair all they ask for, to your point. That's it. And Dabo has that in spades. It comes from, you know, his, his lineage. Look at where he comes from, right? He's, he's been around Belichick. He's been around Sabin, He's been around Brett Favre. He says a Rex lot. Rex Ryan. He's been around a lot of different personalities, a lot of different coaches, similar to Kevin O'Connell. Right? O'Connell was drafted by Belichick, was cut after a year as a third-round pick. Yet he didn't bitch, he didn't complain, he didn't moan. He had great, valuable conversations with Robert Kraft, with Bill Belichick, with Josh McDaniels, that he still treasures to this day. Goes to Rex Ryan, those two years they reached the AFC Championship game. Has incredible things to say about Rex, calls him one of his mentors. But you take the good out of a coach. I mean, head coaches are so multifaceted. There was a lot of good to Rex Ryan, and there was a lot of not so good to Rex Ryan, as we've talked about. But he takes the good. You know, guys want to run through a wall for this guy. You take the good from a Bill Belichick, the accountability, and maybe you don't You don't take the bad where some guys like Kenny Moore told us were depressed playing for this guy. It just sucked the fun out of it. You make it fun, yet you hold guys accountable. It's a tricky balance. It's hard to thread that needle. But I feel like Brian Dable and Kevin O'Connell have the experience and the skill set as a head coach to
2: thread that needle. That being said, they'll probably both lose this week, and we'll rip them out. <laughs> but, no, but to your point, I do love, like, we, if we're going to be hard on the first-year head coaches, we should give out the, the um, first-year head coaches that at least showed us some signs of what, what those teams, what they were hoping to get when they hired them. And I like the way Dable, I like his whole, like, his demeanor at the end of that game against Tennessee for the Giants, I thought was oh. awesome. Where you look at Hackett's demeanor, like I just have never seen a coach congratulating the players that we ran one play in the last minute with three timeouts and we're settling for a 64-yard field goal. Hey, great job. It was
1: strange. That definitely popped. Yeah. That's wrong. But anyway, I don't want
2: to – because, look, long season, like you said, long season, but once again –
1: He might have thought they were closer than they were. You know what I mean? That's the trouble. Well, that's
2: bad too. I mean, once again, that should be – you know, that stuff is talked about usually before the drive where the special teams go, Hey, we need to get here to try Warren So
1: On the New York Giants though, Jim, where where is this team? Where's this franchise? I think they found the coach, they found the GM. I mean Joe Shane. I, they've
2: I love the combination. I still don't buy into the quarterback situation. I'm still a little bit worried up front for them offensive line. I know they've made some, but I Tennessee was still putting you know, Joey averaged nine yards a carry. No, I, it's true. I just, I don't know. I'm not a Daniel Jones believer, so I, I think you're going to be handcuffed as a coach until you get that quarterback right.
1: Agreed. They'll probably go to Tyrod Taylor. To Rod, sorry. At some point, Rod,
2: I, I got to get used to that too. Um, he's, but that's not, that's not the answer either.
1: That's what I'm saying. Their
2: answer is not on their team this year. Now it's that's going
1: to be next year,
2: right? It'll be next so year. So
1: how so they're trying to compete, they're trying to win.
2: Yeah. You that, go and try to win. Every don't,
1: don't tank. Don't just give up. Oh no, no, no. No.
2: no. You go because they still they might Dable might he and Daniel Jones might click together. It's a long season. So I'm not I'm not a Jones believer right now, but maybe something happens with he and Dable where it clicks. I There's loved how they end. just
1: went out and they had you know, they had the opportunity to do whatever they wanted with two high picks and you get you get a tackle and you get a pass rusher. We haven't seen Kayvon Timbo yet, obviously. But and if you didn't like try try to take care of premium positions off the get
2: go. Yeah. If you didn't like if you didn't value the quarterback at that spot, you did the right thing. You can't force it. So that's that's a sign of a good GM and coach tandem. You know, the sign of a bad tandem was you know, the, the buddy Nicks and Marone and Whaley and Russ Brandon like who knew who was making that decision for EJ
0: and well, was to it forced? Yeah. And- I was
1: just gonna say to this day, people think that you were involved with that draft. I was not in, in, in the Saints. You were with the Saints. Yeah. Um. But I, you know, I, people can think what they want to think, but Doug has been honest in conversations He's honest and, about it, and he he would not be just making this up and inventing it, but he. Had a third round grade on EJ Manuel in 2012 mm-hmm. when he was the 16th overall pick. It looks it looks like that's a Doug Whaley pick because Buddy Nix quit right after that. But right after. Buddy Nix thought he had delivered a franchise quarterback to the Buffalo Bills. Now where where Doug, we got to be fair. Like where he
2: screwed up is doubling down. Like right. We, and and I and I was and I was a part of that. I was a part of the Sammy. Yeah. And we and right. and that was forced. That was forced.
1: Which, you know what though? It's, you know what's wild is that's kind of the formula today. Like that's what every team is doing with young quarterbacks. It's like we don't know if this guy's really good, but let's because, surround him with all his talent. Like is Jalen Hurts
2: stop, good? We don't know. You can't stop. You can't stop a good receiver. Like it's impossible to to defend a good receiver the way the rules are set up.
1: It's a good point. Yeah, which if you're makes, a talented
2: receiver, you can't be defended. And I think that's why teams are getting excited because you see the numbers these receivers are starting to put up. I mean, it's the catches. The I like how you kept talking talk about uh, Justin Jeffers, Jefferson's radius, and I mean, look at that catch uh, Deontay Johnson made for the Steelers. I mean, he's not a tall guy. That's just going up and just being an athletic, you know, NFL football player. Special. Those are special plays that not many people can make.
1: Personnel wise, is there anything the Giants can kind of build upon?
2: You know, as you watch that game, what what I
1: mean, Saquon Barkley. Hey, he's fighting for.
2: What do I always say about him? And he looked exactly what I always say: home run hitter. Yeah, he can hit a home run every time he touches the ball, especially in the screen game, because his he hits his top speed instantly. He catches it and he goes. He's a big, strong, explosive, fast player. He's just not. I just don't think he has great make you miss. I don't think he has great vision as a runner. Um, he's he's a he's a he's just a really good talent. I mean, I don't think he. It's not his fault where he was drafted. It's hard to live up to that number. You know, you're drafted that high as a running back. He's certainly a guy you can win football games with. And use him the right way, and, and just don't expect him to be. Adrian Peterson, or you know, he's not going to be that. That's not his. That's not him. Speaking of that, how about him getting knocked out? Adrian Peterson in a boxing match with a right. Did you all see that with Le'Veon Bell?
1: All seventy people in attendance, or whatever it was. That, that that's depressed
2: it. me too. I didn't like to see it. that. Depressed me. That's kinda it's kind of sad. It was like watching times. Flacco start for the Jets. Like it just makes me sad. Like it does.
1: Yeah, it's oof.
2: it's just like ugh. That's how you roll out the season. Like. How do Peterson and Bell, like, they don't need to do that.
1: I mean, Le'Veon Bell, it's so easy to forget that he was the best player in football. at one point.
2: Not even in the league. But he'll probably be back with the league. Ravens before we know it, because I think all the running backs are hurt for the 10th straight year. I still don't understand what happens to their running backs. His
1: his style of running was so unique, and he could catch the ball. So he could run routes. And then he just didn't play for a year, and I get it. You're it's trying to prove right. a point. You're
2: so right, and it's I, funny I how people here. try what to is, copy his, his You can't copy his style. It's mm-hmm. that was all him. Yeah. Every running back coach come in to the country, in high, you know, and like you know when like everybody started trying to do the crossover dribble, and Iverson was putting it out there, and Kobe, and every coach in high school is probably like, great. Like right now, every kid in high school is trying to jack threes from half court. It's not for everybody. And Le'Veon Bell, his style, that was his. That's not for everybody.
1: It's so funny you say that because we, we talked for a story when I was at Bleacher Report uh, ahead of the wild card game against Miami. It would have been 2016, I believe, maybe 17. And, you know, Bell is just dominating and we chatted and he he said it was his goal to get kids running the way he runs, he, runs. And he wanted he wanted to be the Steph Curry of the NFL. He wanted to change the I game and change the position, and I don't think he accomplished it. You know, now that we're a few years removed, because you got to hit the hole. I mean, you got to be patient, yes, but that patient where you wait and go. You know, it only speaks to his greatness. I'm not. It's not. It's no slight. It just speaks to 100 percent. How special he was in this blip Great. of time, and it's just sad because, man, I I get it. We want players to get all the money they can get. They deserve it, especially these running backs fighting for what they can get. You know, these running backs. It's like they, to get to that second contract. It's, it's, it's so hard to get money on that second contract. Is even harder when you're playing this dispos- disposable position, but. He hurt himself by just not playing for an entire season. I mean, you, you you hurt your value. You end up, you know, going to the Jets to to decay, and and it's a wrap basically. Well, he had a good thing going. We had Ramon Foster on right a few a few months back, and oh yeah, I think I think it drove those linemen nuts sometimes. It's like hit the hole, just go. I got it. But he knew what he was doing back there. He did. It-
2: Reggie Bush used to drive our offensive linemen nuts, too, but for different reasons, like trying to do too much, you know. Man, why didn't
1: Reggie Bush just light the NFL on fire, Jim?
2: Because he, he, at the end of the day, there's just too much speed and quickness on defense. It's just not that easy. It's just not that easy. That, that I think it's that simple. Because I, I, I still say, when you look at what Reggie did in Miami and Detroit, he was pretty good at both at both those places too. I mean, so to me, he goes to every team and puts up numbers, which tells you his talent. I think maybe the unreal expectations of what he did in college, where we drafted him it was probably a little unrealistic to think he could be because he wasn't a guy that you could line up at running back every play hmm. To use him correctly is to put him in the slot, you know, and 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 just admit what he is, and, and get him out and in space as much as you can. When you take a guy number two, you just you, you feel like you should just be able to hand him the ball every play or or throw him the ball every play. But he needed to be used right
1: because even at USC, he had Lindell White to do some of the and and we talk him.
2: about that a lot in New Orleans. There was a yeah. combo going on there, and we kind of struck. It, it kind of really was good for us when um, Pierre Thomas, even with Deuce McAllister, was on his way. I mean, we had that 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 thud combo to go with Reggie's speed and athleticism. So, All
1: right, we're going to get into the games this week, but real quick, yeah, let's
2: let's get one of our I loyal. You know, listeners I got to be honest, Tyler. Question. I haven't done. Um, I haven't put a lot of thought into who I'm betting on yet. But I will tell you this, I'm actually thinking about taking the Jets against the Cleveland Browns.
1: Well, before we get into these games.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to tell you Dan, that's how bad Dan it them back
1: right those. now. Our, our buddy Colin in New Jersey, Big Bills fan, he listens to every episode. Yeah. He uh, actually was throwing money down on the Louie Locks last year, which are now the Fatty Locks. And when we, we were on a roll there for a while, my fatty we were, locks,
2: my fatty locks aren't off to a fat start. <laughs> but we'll pick it up. We'll pick it up. I was one and two. What were you? What were your picks on fatty? I locks? I don't
1: even know. I don't even remember who I picked. I can't. I can't remember. Too like many of these Montuckys, you know. These Montuckys, they hit you from Montana. There are um, some.
2: There are some nights after I gamble that I try to erase what I took. I, I just. It didn't happen.
1: But I really want to know how everybody's fantasy football team is doing. If, if, if anybody can help me out, can you please inform me how your fantasy squads doing? Because I deeply, deeply care.
2: It's so you know my thing. The three things that I, I don't ever need to hear about. <laughs> fantasy football, how your bracket's doing in March Madness, and uh, how your golf game, how, how you played it. Awful, today. awful. Awful. Those three things are just,
1: yeah. Shoot these people to the sun.
0: Keep them to right. yourself.
1: Go Colin, and well, just, just, I'm bringing this up because you hit on it earlier, actually. Yeah. Uh, but he he DM me and and do this anytime. You know, I, I didn't yeah. float it out there on Twitter for questions, but just hit us up if you want us to talk about something. We'll get into it. Um, he asked, like, what's going on with all these Raven injuries over the last two or three years? There must be a story there. <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> he just
2: said they're losing everybody again. I love that question because I had the same question.
1: <laughs> right. No clue. I don't have we an don't answer. know, So we don't have How an answer have, for we that. We don't
2: have an answer. It's, a great, it's one that needs found out. Like, that is insane.
1: But this one's pretty interesting. I like this. Uh, who's the player that got away? Is there a guy, if you offered a few more dollars to, that would have been a bill or a trade that you could have pulled off, like Hopkins when he got traded for a mid-round pick, is there somebody out there, he asks, that – you know, somewhere in the back of your mind, Jim, like, damn it, that's the one that got away. I don't think it's Antonio oh. Brown for for Brandon Bean because things worked <laughs> out. You know, with Stephon Diggs, that that worked out just fine. It's crazy. You Can know, you the
2: that's a great call. Like,
1: is there a player though? Is there a guy that that you really wish?
2: I'm I'm trying to think of a big name player. There were some small ones, like late round guys that. At the end of the day, that's more of a personal thing. Um, I'm trying to think free agency wise. I don't feel like we ever swung and missed on anybody because we didn't. We weren't like heavy hitters when I was in Buffalo free agent wise. We we kind of just trying to remember if there was a disappointment. No, I, I, I'll think more, but I, off the top At of Kirk my Cousins? head, I can't. You
1: were thinking about Kirk Cousins?
2: No, that's the thing. We really weren't like, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't, that was one that we did good work on. Like we didn't think he was good. He wasn't for us. Um, All right. Yeah. I'd have to think more about.
1: Okay. Well, I'm I'm dropping the signing out of nowhere. So that's fine. Cause well, we'll, that's we'll what's funny song, though. We didn't
2: have like, we, we, I'm trying to think in draft wise if one just like threw us completely. No, I'll, I'll go back and look. But yeah,
1: all right. This is uh, we'll get to the games here in a second. But I, I, let's let's finish. Colin hit us with some great some great thoughts. here. They're oh, I love the questions. Us. Love the questions. He, he also asks. I don't want to uh, misquote him. What off season opinion did you have? That you immediately think is wrong after week one. That's a good oh, question.
2: I didn't put enough. I, I got a great answer. Do you have one? Like where you thought first week? You mine's mean, Carolina. You go Panthers. first? Yeah, mine's the Carolina Panthers. I was looking at their roster too much, and I forgot about good old Matt Rule.
1: Coaching matters. Coaching the matters, show.
2: and I don't. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I feel like I was probably a little – so that would be the one I'm a little like, hmm.
1: Because I'm too stubborn, I'm not ready to throw the towel in on i – I'm not throwing the towel
2: in on Carolina, but I'm, <laughs> I'm certainly like, hmm. That was like a little gut punch, like, hmm.
1: Yeah, right. It's easier for me to double down on saying the Dallas Cowboys are going to be a dumpster fire than it is, say, you know support my Kyler Murray column from a few weeks back. Say it because we didn't even talk
2: about that game yet because we did our pod before that game was played Sunday night.
1: Yeah, man, it's I, I don't want to overreact always, to week one. I don't want to overreact in any of these games. But
2: so I don't like to right use there. the so I don't like to use the um, and I, I might I'll talk about this a little bit when I do my column sometimes. But everybody always says who's on the hot seat. I don't like the hot seat. I always like say who's sitting in the sauna right now. Yeah, wait for that door to open. They're just they're sweating because that's saunas are where a lot of like that's that's a lot of I love saunas for your football. That's where you used to go in sometimes talk football, with you know, whatever. Um, I'm thinking that sauna right now is packed with like Kingsbury, McCarthy, Matt Rule. <laughs> like and I just feel like we're going to start pulling them out one by one. Like who's hey, hey Mike, uh, <laughs> come on out. We're letting you out of the sauna today. Your, your, your time here is good. Sean Payton has agreed to a twenty million dollar
1: uh Man, I have to give him something here myself though. The Bears Niners game is, is tricky because of the weather. So I'm not gonna go there yet on, tra- on tra- I, know, I know Trey Lance didn't look good. I've been high on him. I'm not gonna give throw it me time, though. Give it Trey time. Lace don't
2: yet. don't evaluate that game. Don't do that game.
1: But I'm going to be in agreement with you on, on one team, the L.A. Rams. I'm not so sure they're going to scare anybody this year. I had them in the playoffs in our predictions, and I, I thought they'd still kind of be in the mix.
2: They still might make them. I mean, they still will. I think they'll
1: make in the mix. Yeah, this just – I, I feel like Stafford's going to revert to the Stafford that we've seen and that they'll, they'll kind of hover around 500 most of the year and they're not going to be, uh, a Super Bowl but you
2: team. know, what's funny is when you look at that division, that's true. 49ers, we talk about being low. It's are loaded, but right. Right. Unproven right. quarterback, mm-hmm. um, Arizona. What the hell was that? And
1: it's hard to answer that question. Cause the NFC is just a cluster.
2: So I'm saying nobody's going to be out of it. You're set. This is going to be one of those years where you're you could be seven and ten, or eight and nine. Now you can be eight and nine and probably sneak in the playoffs. Now, but the, the Rams the
1: looked a lot worse than what I expected. I, I thought that was going to be an entertaining game back and forth. And the and the, and the Rams should have lost fifty five to ten. Like 31 10 was kind.
2: I agree with you on that.
1: All right, let's whip through these games quick, Jim. All right, yeah, let's go.
2: It's not a. It's interesting. There's some.
1: Thursday, Chargers. Thursday Chiefs, night, Herbert, what a great, Mahomes. Might be the best,
2: best game of the weekend. weekend. Yep. Yeah, I'll gladly. Uh, that's a game I'm not going to be betting heavily on because that is a enjoy that game and enjoy it. That's a stud game. The numbers right where it should be. Chiefs minus three and a half, four, which is a tricky number. It's hard to take the Chiefs in that always hard to bet against the Chiefs. It's they, they're good at putting their spreads out, but
1: yeah, I'm with you. I, th- I think we just just kick back, enjoy it. Mahomes, Herbert going back and I, yeah, forth. I, that's what about a that's the Chargers a Chargers pass rush though. Like the Chargers got after Derek Carr. I mean, sacks, hits, hurries. That's something I was wrong on. I wasn't really sure Khalil Mack was going to have much in him. I don't know. It seemed like a little. Old- Somebody that's making a little too much money, you know. Somebody that's got a lot of reps, on lot of snaps.
2: I don't know where he's at. I don't know where I'd put him on the dominant. Where if he's at, he's, I don't know if he's as dominant as he was at one point. But yeah, no, I mean
1: Joey Bosa. They've got a pass rush.
2: I think you're still going. You still have to account for Mac, though, too. I, I that combo is pretty strong. I like their secondary too.
1: Jets Browns. Some some would say this is the game of the week. Jim? that's the
2: best game of the week by
1: some I mean you know a dozen or so people I'm one
2: Flacco <laughs> bra Brown, Browns are okay. Browns are favored by six six Herbert Herbert Mahomes or Flacco Brissette. and that's what you get and I guess what I can't wait to watch that Jess Browns game that is gonna be
1: Right. If you're so basically like Herbert Mahomes is is like you've got you know yourself a Pulp Daddy, you know one of these Montucky's. You know you're, you're trying to decide between those two beers. When you get Jets Browns, that's you know when you you're you're reaching for the back of the fridge and there's like a I don't know. There's what what do you want to say? Like it a, would be one of those that you
2: bought for a party because you didn't know what everybody liked. Yeah.
1: It, it's it's a Keystone that somebody from that somebody or, else brought. Three like years a ago, flavored,
2: like a flavored beer for somebody that you didn't know if they might that's want it. it, or
1: it's an off-brand seltzer that your friend brought five years ago in the back of the fridge. Is mm-hmm. what we're looking at there.
2: Yeah, like if you were if you were accidentally took a sip of it, you didn't know what it was, and you just took a sip, it, you get that look right away. Like, what was that?
1: Yeah, that's we how that
2: Jets. It. You put that Brissette and Flacco on. You're like, wait a second, what is this?
1: Better analogy is probably this for Jets Browns. It's it's getting caught with beer your freshman year of college, and your RA makes you uncork all the beers and dump them into the sink.
2: It hurts, right? It, it hurts. hurts. That that, that definitely it happens. It definitely it hurts. It definitely, it definitely happens.
1: Right? You're not getting in trouble. You're not getting written up. It's not in your record, but you're you're forced to dump the beer. You're forced to dump Jets and Browns forced, down the drain. I'm
2: forced to watch and bet on that game.
1: You're betting on that game?
2: To, I'm taking the Jets. Jacoby Brissett,
1: you don't have be to. Favored. You don't have to. I you have your to. Money. God.
2: I'm trying Ugh. to get my son to college. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I shouldn't say that.
1: <laughs> hey, we apologize for wasting everybody's last two and a half minutes talking about this atrocity of a football game. Commanders All Lions. Right. Now, there's a game I can get down with. Commanders and the Lions. I'm going to Another. Detroit tomorrow morning, driving to Detroit. We're going to get some Lions coverage going here and Go Along. Cannot wait for everybody to read
2: this. Ash, this, um, game is, this game is a fun team. It's a fun team. This game is watchable. It's watchable.
1: The Lions ran all over Philly. Well, the only problem was Philly ran all over Detroit. But and Carson Wentz, okay, we talked on Sunday night. I went back and I watched that game. I thought Carson Wentz played a little bit better than what you were selling.
0: Here's what, what I said it? in that game.
2: I said, when you watch Carson Wentz, you're going to see the worst quarterback in the history of football and the, sometimes the best quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm. i
2: never watched a guy that can make so many great plays and so many just game-changing, horrible plays. He's had that. what you want game. out of your starting quarterback. That's what you're looking that's for. Been, that's <laughs> been him, but that's what I'm saying. That's where he's got to just... There's certainly – you know how I'm, I love Wentz coming out. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. we talked about it. I wanted us to go after him and draft him in Buffalo.
1: You did. We, that's when we first met at the Senior Bowl. We bumped into yeah, each other. Yeah, and I and definitely – Your yeah. eyes were like saucers yeah. watching that guy. I thought he had
2: everything that you could want. Like, And he's a little too jittery and –
1: Herky-jerky.
2: Herky, herky-jerky is what I always say. Yeah, all that in the pocket. But, man, when he makes those some of those throws, you see the talent.
1: Yeah, I like the Lions in this game mainly because I can't get down with Commanders quite yet. I'm just looking like at that. that and I just too. can't, just can't like really process that in my head.
2: I agree. I like the Lions there. All
1: right, this is always a fun game. Bucks, Saints. The Saints always give the Bucks everything they can handle. Jameis Agreed.
2: Agreed. Woke no. up
1: Here. like crazy in that fourth quarter, but Agreed, Tampa again. Bay, top to bottom, tough pound for pound players. We saw it there in Dallas last Sunday night.
2: This is a game that I would, like Like I said, I'd take the Jets. I would take the Lions. I'm I'm probably not going to bet this Saints game. If I would, I would take the Saints because they have something about them at home against Tampa. They they find a way, but I can't get Jameis out of my head right now. I'm just not a Jameis believer. (laughs) Never have been. He looked really good at the end of the game. Ma- well when it,
1: matter- it matters when you play well when you have to play well, doesn't it?
2: He's done some good things. This is more me saying I'm not, a, I'm not saying Jameis doesn't do – he does do some good things. I, not my – not a playoff quarterback for me.
1: I, I'm, I'm going Tom Brady. I'm going Tampa Bay, but I'm not as down on Jameis as you right now. It's fair. Your Panthers against your Giants.
2: A tough one. Gross game. Gross. I'll take the Giants at under the three, but that mm.
1: you're just gonna give up on Carolina that quickly. No, I'm
2: not giving up on them, but I think not giving up. But that's a to go to Tennessee, that's that's a legit win. Mm-hmm. Like Carolina lost to the Browns at home. Mm-hmm. That's hard for me to get past. But the way the NFL is, we know Carolina by 20. Yeah. No, but I'm, that game's scary. It's a toss-up. Toss I, toss up. I, I wouldn't bet on up. it. It's a scary game.
1: I think Baker Mayfield came alive there late, and you have to think I McCaffrey think so revs talent. up a little bit.
2: Carolina's talent is so good. Yeah.
1: And I don't know how much kind of home field advantage didn't really seem to mean much.
2: It doesn't mean anything to Vegas anymore either. They they've got rid of that three point thing. Really? Yeah, it's down to like a point and a half. It's 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 just the last couple of years it it's shown no home field has shown no value. Patriots Steelers. Well, this is your game.
1: I like the, the Steelers.
2: Game finish the game should finish six three with twenty interceptions. No running. There'll be no rushing yards lot of interceptions and two <laughs> of the greatest coaches in the history of football.
1: I'm shocked that New England is favored by a point and a half. I'm not after holiday. what you
2: told me, though. You told me no. that Watt and um, –
1: Well, but Najee Harris
2: is going to play now as we're yeah, taking this I mean, he's, he's a
1: little banged up.
2: He's just up. He's up. I mean, he's
1: a good running back. He's not. Special. I guess I'm just. I'm just. Oh, I'm, I'm so down on the Patriots right now. I thought they they looked bad. Like they looked like a bad football team against Miami. Like it was twenty uh, to seven, but a lot like that Rams Bills game. It should have been much worse. And I think yeah, the Steelers eat out a win, even though they won the turnover battle five to nothing. Um, uh, at home. With legit weapons on the outside that New England doesn't have, with about the same quarterbacks, give me to Pittsburgh. I, I think that's easy money. I do.
2: Um, we'll make sure we play the, Play this back next week. I, there's no such thing as I can't even ever say that statement in the NFL. Colts that game scares Jacks. me to death. Colts Jacks? No, the Patriots-Steelers game, I, I really want no part of it because I think both teams are terrible on offense, but whatever. Um, Colts-Jags. So my my column's going to come out this week, and I broke down. I did Carson Wentz, too, and Trevor in that game, just to kind of break down what the study of the stats and kind of explain a little bit. Trevor... I did Trevor so far and you'll see in my column, but
1: right, tease it. Save the good stuff.
2: Yep, issues. Um Issues. Colts in Jacksonville. That's where they that's where the whole thing went crazy last year, right? At the end of the season. Um, I hate the game. I would actually probably take Jacksonville getting four at home, but mm. I don't like that game. That Colts team, I need to watch them more to see what they what Matt Ryan, what they have going there.
1: I probably like the Colts just because the defense is loaded. Their defense they got is the legit. best running back. Yeah. I feel like there'll be a little urgency after tying the Texans. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be a fun game. That, that, that's one I would definitely want to record if you're objective and don't really care about any games here. All right, Dolphins, Ravens. Uh, I like the Dolphins, but the Ravens, man, you're high on their roster top to I'm bottom. A, I'm you, a with these injuries, in do the injuries skew you, stray they you at all from take?
2: They, they always scare me, but if Lamar's healthy, he makes up for whatever. He's such a wild card. Like you can have as many you can have injuries wherever you want on offense. He'll figure it out. Yeah. I think I'm Baltimore there.
1: It's in Baltimore too, so Yeah, I
2: I think Baltimore gets them.
1: Just to be a contrarian, I'll go with Miami.
2: I'll go with Miami. I feel Straight like up. My, I, You like oh, you like the outright win. Yeah. That would be that would put them on the map. For like that would put them, that would make a lot of people pay attention to McDaniel as a coach. L- those veteran coaches like Harbaugh, they don't want to lose to a rookie head coach. Did, like that, that, did that a hell like a job for
1: New England. I mean against New England, I should say. I, I thought he coached a great
2: uh, like, management wise. I like a lot about him.
1: You know, going for it there, the, yep. the slant to Jalen Waddle at the end of the half. There's, yeah, there's a lot problems. of plays left on the field. Tua's, yep. And he, he's got his quarterbacks back. I mean, publicly, McDaniel said something to the effect of, hey, Tua got me out of a lot of jams. Well, he's looking after his guy, which players, Smart. they like that. They like Tua, that. Tua's got to step up. I mean, yep. there, there there were plays to be had, and he didn't make them. He wasn't terrible. Hey, Tua wasn't no. terrible. But – I I love what I see out of their coaching. Falcons, Rams, the Rams are favored by 10 and a half, Jim. That's
2: a lot of points for me. That's a lot of points. Now, can Atlanta recover? Can Atlanta get, this is the true sign of a coach, getting your team together after you blew a game. Now you got to go on the road against a team who got embarrassed on national TV, which anytime you see a team get embarrassed, especially a good team, they don't usually have two bad weeks in a row. I'm, that, I, that's a lot of points, though.
1: Okay, I'm going to give you four games, Jim, and then we're going to yep. get to the two doozies at the end. But these four, just give me rapid fire, like, one sentence, gut feeling, what's on your mind. Seahawks, 49ers.
2: Love the 49ers in this game.
1: Bengals, Cowboys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't even talk. I mean, I got burned last year when I took uh, Kirk Cousins against Cooper Rush. So <laughs> i am not taken Dallas. No Texans.
1: Broncos.
2: Wait, who's Denver play? Texans. Oh, I'm taking Denver. Denver's, those Denver's
1: favored by ten.
2: I don't know how Denver can be favored by double digits against anybody.
1: Cardinals. Raiders.
2: Gross. I like the Raiders, but that Cardinals they, that they got to look better though. Wow, it was terrible.
1: Green Bay is favored by ten against the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football. They've got to look in the mirror. They've got to make some changes. You can't be operating off improvisation and freelancing and a telepathic connection with a receiver when that receiver ain't walking through that door. Wait, think- do they? They have
2: to recover from a drop pass, is what you're saying.
1: I think Green Bay is going to be fine. I mean, look at their schedule. They've, they're going to be Five fine. of their next six games are, are pretty easy. Like, they're not at Lambeau Field against the Bears, prime time. We know how this goes down. Green Bay is going to win easily. I mean, ten points, teams, like nothing. I, I'd I, take Green Bay running away there. Cool. Um, and I get it. Like, they got some issues, but I the Bears roster is not good.
2: Agree again. I like Green Bay. I love Justin Fields and I feel bad for him still.
1: Our Western New York listeners on bated breath for Titans, Bills. The Bills are favored by 10 even though they've had some problems with the Titans the last couple of years. This is a team that's uh, well, two years ago they really pushed them around. Last year it came down to the, the last play, obviously. I I mean, the Titans just lost to the Giants at home, so maybe the conversation ends there. And the the Bills no, did a that's hell a of a job against the Rams' run though. game. I know, I, but Derrick Henry's a different beast. I get it. It doesn't. I'd be shocked if the Titans were able to get. I'd that be,
2: I'd be shocked if the Titans win, but that's a lot of points, and that's a playoff team that has pride. And just mm-hmm. lost, like you said, to the Giants. Like you have you can't the NFL erase what you saw last week. Remember, always erase last week. Get it out of your head. It's it's a new week. And everybody is when I say everybody, the general public is gonna we saw Buffalo Super Bowl favorite embarrass the Rams. Right. Titans lose to the Giants. Never that easy. So I, I to be honest, I think the Bills win, but something tells me Titans cover. Well
1: said, Jim. I could not agree more. I think that Mike Vrabel is too prideful of a coach agree, to lose yeah, to an inferior opponent at home yes. and come back and lay an egg. So Agreed. I th- I think the Titans do put up Agreed. a fight. But the Bills win. I'm with you This there. will be a
2: good one for the Bills to understand that there aren't going to be any weeks off and, and you guys show up every mm-hmm. week And when you're this good. and They just need to show up. I think, like I said, they could show up and just Nothing crazy. They'll, they should win the game, but it's, they're going to have to fight for this one.
1: Be sure to check out our fatty locks by Sunday morning to, to really see what we believe. That's that's like a teaser of sorts. That's a, a little uh, betting a fatty, foreplay one fat could say.
2: Fatty winners, fatty locks.
1: We got it all. <laughs> well, this was fun, Jim. I can't wait to get you down here next week. Dude, We're going to do it in gonna person. Lie. We're
2: going to do this it with up, our with
1: our readers, our, our listeners. Get on down here to Fatty. Hang out with us; it'd be a good time.
2: So I'm jealous of you right now.
1: Hey, you'll be here soon to drink a little pulp, Daddy. Drink a little Montucky out in Montana. Cold snack.
2: Get my get my Ricky Henderson beer ready. Get my lead off. Thanks for listening,
1: everybody. Check out all of our stuff. GoLongTD.com. You can download the GoLong podcast, Apple, Spotify. Please rate it, review it, share it. That's how we get this thing to grow is you just, you know, copy and paste in that link, sending it to a friend if you enjoyed it. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much.